So 269, part two of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. And I'm your host, Sean. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the program. Welcome to part two of the weekly breakdown we do of the show from live on Sunday nights, starting at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on OctaRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. <laughs> Just search for uh, uh, Geeksters on those no, apps. That's, I don't know. Radio on those apps. Yeah, there you go. Um well, folks, here in part two is where we do pretty much everything we didn't do in part one. That's right. Um, we do move. We do box office releases. We do, uh, you know, new releases for video games, Blu-rays, DVDs, and we do nerd news. That's right. Oh, it's a fact-filled, packed show. Yes, <laughs> we only do only do two, one news article that we discuss, which you'll find out in the show. Right, which which leads us into the most fucked up movie ever. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, I don't I don't know if Ed wants to bring an extra article at the end or not. Sure can. All right. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't know what else to say except to sit back and relax and enjoy the ride to go where no man has gone before. And we're back. You're listening to Geeksters Live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. Fish up to Aquanet Radio and those apps. All right. So when we last left, Ed was about to bring us the news. Well, actually, no. We're going to do- uh, actually, no. We're going to do box office. That's right. Top right. five movies here, kids. Here we go. Number five movie was number four movie of last week. Thor Ragnarok. It made six point two million over the weekend and three hundred and one point one overall in the six weeks of release. With a hundred eighty million dollar budget, so uh, expect another one. <laughs> All right. Uh, number four was the number two, number twelve movie of uh, number twelve movie. Yes, the Disaster Artist. It made six point four oh. million over the weekend and eight million total in the two weeks of release. It might have had a limited a, run, I guess. Limited run then explode, but that's the James Franco movie where he is basically the story. About the movie called The Room, yes. which is like the worst movie, movie ever, ever made. made. Yeah, I had to explain that to Stacy. Like, like I, I never saw the movie. No, I've only seen clips, clips. on YouTube. You know, like I, they like. I didn't hit her. Oh hi, Mark. Yeah, like I have no friends. Oh hi, Mark. Yes, I didn't hit her. Like you know, it's horrible, and the trailer is hysterical. Like it's it's a. I get a feeling The Room is one of those movies that everyone knew about. But never like, hey, did you ever see the room? Oh, you guys like one of those underground movies, yeah. and everyone goes, "Oh my god, it's so horrible!" That now everyone knows about the movie. So James Franco is like, I, I have to. I'm obsessed with this movie. Yes. I am now going to make this movie about making the movie, and it looks, you know, I'm like, well, fuck, I really want to see that, because like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, are you required <clears throat> to see the room before you see the disaster artist? Though like, I, I don't know because like, I showed Stacy clips of the of the movie The Room, yeah, and she's like, I, I just can't watch it. I'm like, I know it's great, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it's unwatchable, but it's like I just can't look away. Right. Like, <laughs> I need to see this train wreck, you know, <laughs> in front of me. So I'm, I'm like. Oh, I really want because he does a great impression. Like he looks like the guy. Yes. He acts. I'm like, wow. Like you must really did your homework. Talk about method acting. Yes. Like it's got to be hard. Like 
Okay, if I like, I would say James Franco is probably a, a, a very talented artist. Yes, because he, you know, he he could have done anything. Instead, he went to do a soap opera to kind of learn his craft because it's it's every day you're working and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and he does all these other like side pet projects because of of the love that he's got. I always feel like he's really good at his job. Mm-hmm. You know, some people might disagree. Whatever. But I always find it funny when you ask an actor to act bad. Yes. Because it goes against their whole nature, I would think. Like, I want to make sure that my character is believable and on screen Mm -hmm. so that people can, like, enjoy the movie. But now I have to be somebody who acts badly. (laughs) And 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 it's an art form. I mean, it really is. Because, I mean, I remember watching an old lady. It was My Fair Lady. It was an old movie. And it, it was based, I think it was done in the 50s or 60s. And uh, Audrey Hepburn was the, the the actress, and she had to start with a Cockney kind of British accent. Uh, wasn't it Julie Andrews? No. Oh, what was I thinking? I don't know. But I was thinking maybe no, no, I'm not sure. So, uh, My Fair Lady? Yes. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> I derailed you. I apologize. <laughs> Let me, I'll type it while you talk. All right. Anyway, she has to start out with like like a, a oh. bad Cockney. Is You're it? right, Audrey Hepburn. Yes. And and she also says to sing badly too in this film because and it's a progression of how she talks like a lady at the end like basically so there's like three uh, parts of this. This, this I had to learn this in in, in uh, movie school like when I went to oh. college oh. for movies I went to school for movies <laughs> it was a great it was a great class I loved I loved this class I wish I could go back sometimes and, and just sit in just there. watch it because <laughs> I'm not here for the grade I'm just here to watch the movies <laughs> but the, the the discussions were also fascinating as well but anyway. It was like a three part act. It was like the first part where she was she had to do that like bad like you know like Hello, uh, mate. Yeah, exactly. Hello, hello, mate. You want your chimney sweeped? Uh, good day, mate. <laughs> and then midway through she was b- between the two, between where she's speaking as a as a posh lady versus the Ooh. Cockney accent. So she had to do like that duality of the right. of, of the accent. And at the end she does the thing. But she also sings in that in those kind of uh uh, uh settings as well. Right. So you go, wow, like that is just amazing. Like back then, like how you could perform that way. That's a great actress who could pull yeah. something out. So James Franco is kind of along those lines. Uh, where- you're comparing James Franco to Audrey Hepburn? Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm going to throw another mix in there. Um, whenever they have to get a, a singer, like uh, Justin Timberlake, to sing badly. Mm-hmm. Whenever they get somebody like, um, I think it was like um, um, Friends with Benefits. Mm-hmm. Where he's singing badly, I always find a chuckle because I'm like, everyone knows he can sing. Yeah, that's JT. He's really, really good. And to watch him sing bad and be like funny with it, I'm like, that's just genius. It is. I, it's it's like, oh. <laughs> so all right, we're so good. Disaster artist is number four. Uh, uh, number yes, number four. Yes. All right. Okay. Sorry, you have a some ad popped up. All right, yep. there we go. Anyway, uh, number three was still number three. Wonder it made eight point four million over the weekend and a hundred million overall in the four weeks of release. I have no budget for that one, so who knows? All right. Uh, next is number two. Number two, still number two. Justice League it made nine point five million over the weekend <sighs> and two hundred and twelve point six overall in the four weeks of release. Now I know this is like I think a three hundred million dollar budget. Yeah, and it needs to hit seven hundred million in order to break even. <laughs> so I hope I don't know what's I'm, doing worldwide, but globally I think it hit like the three hundred million dollar mark. You know, or, already. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's doing better overseas than in the states. But I'm looking at I see 
Tell us what the number one movie is. Number we'll one back. movie is Coco. Disney Coco is number one. It made eighteen point three million over the weekend <laughs> and one hundred thirty five point five overall in the three weeks of release. I think we said it was like one twenty five. I think that we looked it up last okay. week. So it's made its money back and more. So good for them. And uh, all right, now I got questions. Yeah, Thor was number five. Mm-hmm. How much money did that make? Uh, total or the no, no, just for this week six point two. Okay, and how much did Justice League make? Nine point five. Okay, so it only made like about three million dollars more. Yeah. Okay. Now I see a bunch of red there. I'm assuming the red means how much it's dropped since. Yeah, the, the, week. the percentage of change. Like how? Like what's the difference between the the week before, prior, and then this weekend? Like okay. How? Like I see the disaster is the only one in blue because that went up a bunch. Four hundred and thirty-one point three percent. Okay, so it probably did get wider release and more people finally saw it. Yeah. Now, what's the drop off for Thor? Thor is uh, thirty-six point four. Okay. What's the drop off for uh, Justice League? Forty-two point four. That's yes. that's from last week to this week. Yes. So theoretically, <laughs> Thor, even though it's the number five movie, is still technically Doing financially better better than Justice League, exactly. which is sitting at the number two box office. Exactly. All right. I because well, you figure Thor's been out for six weeks versus right, uh, but Justice League's been out four, so it's been two weeks more. That Thor's been out, and that's why it's like sitting, like dropping a little bit right. in the in the, in the uh, box office. But you figure for a six week run, it's still in the top five, and that is that's, impressive. That's pretty good. And not only that, but I mean, you figure if it only dropped a percentage, like since last week, it's it's really it's like more people are going to see Thor than they are going to see Justice League. Yes, that's gotta hurt. I'm sorry. I, I, I <laughs> there's a part of me that kind of feels like Warner Brothers is like, what the fuck. A second-tier character, third-tier character on his third movie is technically outpacing us on in the long run. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I disagree with the third tier. I think he's a second-tier character. I, he's don't, a second tier. I don't think. I, he, I, don't think he's... I can never judge where Thor fits in the Marvel universe as far as like he's a second-tier, third-tier because he is one of the original OG Avengers. So right. I always kind of felt like, yeah, he's not like the superstar. At least not. Not back when I was a kid. Well, I mean, I do remember Thor comics being very popular back in the early 80s, early to mid 80s, kind of uh, stylized, late 70s kind of era. Uh, So, I mean, he dropped off like since then because his storylines got like more ridiculous because I think you get to a point where you go, yeah, I don't know what else to write about this. Well, Uh, well, uh, yeah, we'll uh, give him amnesia. (laughs) We'll turn him into a frog, you know, for for a couple runs, a couple issues or whatever. Get that guy, Beta Ray Bill. We'll make him Thor for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of thing happens, you know. Now I think there's a theme female Thor now at this uh, point. Yeah, but I think the um, uh, the other Thor, the OG Thor, is still in it too. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I but kinda... yeah, great for them. I mean, all right, whatever. whatever they want to do. Go. No, it's like the guy do something. Yeah. You know, sell those sell those books. All right. Um, I got nothing else on the box office. I I didn't <laughs> see any of those movies yet. Um, maybe Coco might be in the future. I know the next week we'll be seeing a movie. Yes. The movie of the, the movie. year. The you movie know? of the year. Yes. We are seeing it in the fancy theater, right? Yes, we are. Okay, good. Just make sure. Okay. We're gonna go we're gonna get see Star Wars and the Dolby Digital. I can't wait. Oh uh, yeah, I'm excited. Having said you haven't you've never you've never have you experienced that a movie in those in that theater? No, not in that theater. Oh I have experienced the like the four D effect <clears throat> uh when I was in Disneyland in California. Uh Tron was coming out, the Tron Legacy was coming out that okay. year and it was just coincidence. It's not like my my wife right. planned it or whatever. But there was the like 
when we were there, there was a big clock in the center of uh, Disneyland, and it was it was a countdown to when Thor was going to open. Uh, Tron. Tron. Sorry. That's okay. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> in Thor mode now. <laughs> I feel so poor. <laughs> anyway, um, and it was just amazing to see because it was just, it, you could see it anywhere in the park. It was right. so huge. It was a big tower that they, they have, and they just put this clock up there. And there was a big party that they had, and it was like an old arcade that they had in there, like right. a Flynn's Arcade, and they all the old, old games, and they, they had this laser light. And it was it was phenomenal. I, I, it's, I, couldn't even, I couldn't even describe how phenomenal this party was when we went. But part of it was you got to see the first 15 minutes of the film okay. in the Captain EO theater. Now, if you, people who don't know, Michael Jackson created a show for Disney. Captain EO. Captain EO, right. And it was the seats moved because it, it would, it right. would, the and beat would go do, do, and your seat would shake at that, that beat. Right, it okay. kind of makes you feel like you're going to dance in your seat, that right. kind of thing. And, uh, they actually turned it into the Muppet Theater in Disney in Disneyland, and uh, they they closed Muppet Theater down for this thing. And there was a part where, if you if everybody's who's seen Tron Legacy, there's a part <laughs> All where all seven of you. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm part of seven. <laughs> there's a part where where the sun gets sucked into the virtual reality of of the right. of, of Finn's son gets yes, yeah yes. not the sun, the sun. <laughs> <laughs> completely Finn's, different movies. Yes. Finn's son gets sucked into Tron, and there's a there's a ship that flies overhead, and it looks like wind's blowing in right. his face because it's like the the ship landing, and it's all that air pressure right. from it landing. Well, it blows in the theater, so you feel like you're a part of it, and the light that shines down on him shines down in the theater at the same time, so it gives you that realistic experience like you're there. Okay, I just want to throw a little disclaimer. All that, you're not going to get in this theater. No. No, you're just going to get a lot of shaky seats. <laughs> okay, so I don't want you to be going like, Oh, I was kind of hoping for lightsabers, the smell of singed flesh, and <laughs> astromech sex. <laughs> like, you know, that that it smells like glue because there's that deleted R2 BB-8 sex scene. You know, there's the smell of charred flesh from Han's funeral or something. And, you know, it's not going to be that. It's just uh, basically uh, like, hey, look, there's an explosion. Your seat's going to shake. <laughs> like there's a little kid kicking his feet against your back. <laughs> I want you walking out going, that was nothing like I expected. <laughs> Damn. Uh, all right, so uh, there you have it. I mean, that's the box office. Yeah, so we're looking forward to it. What's coming out now on uh, Blu-ray and DVD? Releases of the weeks, kids. Here we go. Yay. Yay. Uh, the Kingsman 2, The Golden Circle is coming out this Tuesday on Blu-ray, uh, digital HD, and 4K. So uh, if you have any of those, you can now watch it. All right. home. Uh, Home Again is coming out on DVD. This is the uh, Reese Witherspoon movie that uh, came out earlier this year. Not, I'm thinking earlier, but like I think during the summer, towards the end, like I think in August. Yeah, it was a summer movie. Yeah, so it's uh, it's now coming out uh, on DVD and digital HD and, and Blu-ray as well. All right. Uh, Moonlight, the uh, best uh, picture from the Oscars, is coming out on uh, Blu-ray and 4K this week. All right. I thought it already came out, but... Uh, it might be getting, uh, what do you call it, like a, hey, now we polished it up and made it 4K. Yeah. All right. Uh, Leon the Professional is coming out on 4K for the first time. Uh, I'm a big fan of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Election, the Criterion Collection is coming out on Blu-ray. Speaking of Reese Witherspoon, she's in that movie. She plays a uh, Tracy Flick who uh, is in a high school in New York that's campaigning to be the high school president. And um, Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick's in it as a teacher, and he's trying to actually, I think, stop her from being 
president. It's a bizarre, dark comedy that I, you know what I've seen it. I never really thought it was funny. Really? I yeah. mean, I didn't really laugh out loud, but I, I mean, like, like I, I kind of got the. I mean, it must have just maybe I watched it at the wrong point in my life. Just kind of watched it. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, maybe because I never ran for class president. Maybe I'm not a teacher. Maybe I never, you know, had the idea of an adult crushing the dreams of a child. I, I don't know. <laughs> like uh, some, something there. I was too busy crushing everybody else's dreams. There you go. Uh, all right, what else? Uh, House uh, Special Editions coming out on Blu-ray, the uh, horror movie House. And House 2, the second story, is coming out as a special edition special edition Blu-ray as well this Tuesday. I like that. I, it was a pretty good, pretty good uh, movie set. Yes. I like that a lot. All right, what else? Uh, Game of Thrones Season 7, Conquest and Rebellion Standard Editions coming out on Blu-ray this week. All right. As well as the Game of Thrones, the complete seasons one through seven is coming through Blu-ray and digital. So if you haven't picked up any of the seasons, and of course, there's, I think there's one more coming out uh, uh, soon. I actually got pushed back a year, I heard, uh, season eight. Yeah, no, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. I'm, I'm just, I'm trying not to let that, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to let that sink and be like, fuck. Because <laughs> there's like seven episodes left and they're pushing it back in a year. Like. Come on, yeah, HBO, stop milking it. Yeah, like I'm looking. I was more interested in the, uh, like when you said it was it was Conquest and Rebellion and Game of Thrones. It looks like a dual pack. Yeah, I don't know what Con- Conquest and Rebellion is. I don't I don't know anything about it. But it looked like, uh, uh, just kind of looking at the. Uh, it just includes 45 never seen, uh, never be seen. Never before seen animated history of Conquest and Rebellion, which tells the rich backstory of the Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. So there you go. All right. Uh, DuckTales. Woohoo! Is coming out on DVD. The new season of DuckTales that uh, everybody's been kind of talking about. A few people talking about that's coming out on the Disney Channel is now on DVD for you to enjoy on your own time. All right. Uh, Tangle the Series. Queen for a Day is coming out for on DVD as well. The... Uh, movie Tangled that was in the theaters for Disney is they made a series apparently on the Disney Channel and yeah. uh, there's a season coming out but there. They got everybody back for it, so yeah. you know. I'm like, all right. What else? Uh, Fuller House, the complete second season is coming out on DVD. So if you don't have Netflix and you're kind of interested in the Full ha- Fuller House, what's going on with the crazy kids from Full House, there you go. <laughs> all right. Power Rangers Jungle Fury, the complete series, is coming out on DVD as a box set this Tuesday for all you Power Ranger fans. Go, go, Power, Power Watchers. That's right. All right. And Mobile Suit Gundam Wing Command Collector's Ultimate Edition is coming out on Blu-ray as a box set. So That's a mouthful. That is. So if you are a, a, a Mobile Suit Gundam fan, there you go. And that is all I have for uh, releases of the week. Is there any honorable mentions you'd like to add if I uh, missed anything or yeah, something? That no, you... I mean, honestly, it looks like you got everything. There's nothing. Um, yeah. There's a, uh, what do you call him? Michael Dudikoff, uh, double feature. I don't know who that guy is, but I think I he was seeing... He was like the American Ninja or something like that. I think it was a series of movies. There's like five of them that came out. And he, oh, was, right. he was the star of those movies back in the 80s. But I yeah. think a lot of them are direct to video. <laughs> I mean, this one looks kind of interesting. Uh, it's called The, the Middle Finger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is a film by Seamus Haley. He's our only hope. Sorry about that. 
Uh, apparently, it it, I, it the recall. It's the cover that caught my eye because you know you judge a book by its cover. Yeah, it is by Troma, so therefore you know I'm, by putting that out there, you kind of know what to expect. Right. Um, it's apparently it's a guy with a big giant middle finger. On his he- head, like a mask? Except- it looks like, you know, if, if anybody thinks, you've, you've been to a sporting event and have the big foam fingers, it's like we're number one. <laughs> but instead, it's the middle finger, and it's on his head as a as a, as a helmet. You know, like I think that's how you kind of look at it. It's big and yellow. Uh, apparently, according to this, is whenever, whenever there's trouble, send the middle finger. <laughs> Dennis, an awkward teenager, finds himself down on his luck when he's held back from school while his friends have moved on and started college. As if that's not bad enough, he finds his world is turned upside down when he's visited by a being from another world and transformed into a superhero tasked with saving the world. The problem is he's got no clue on how to use his powers, no idea how to find his enemy, and on top of everything, his head has been turned into a giant hand giving the finger. We'll let the laughs ensue. (laughs) Here's Here's a review. Ready? Dumb in a clever way from Film Ireland. <laughs> Film Ireland. Yes. <laughs> and this is a quote. One of the most memorable spoofs I've, I have seen. I know Hollywood has made a few quote unquote would be superhero films, but honestly, this one worked better. That's from Zombies in My Blog. <laughs> All right. Yeah. There, there you, you go. go. All right. What else? Uh, let's move on to video games. Let's. All right. Resident Evil 7 Biohazard Gold Edition by Capcom for the PS4 and Xbox One. That's a Tuesday release. Uh, yeah, it's basically like, hey, for those people who bought, uh, what do you call it? Final, I mean, Final Fantasy. Uh, Resident Evil, Evil 7, 7 and the season pass. Now, if you would have waited a year, you would have gotten all one big package. There you go. <laughs> all right, what else? Okama HD by Capcom for the PS4 and Xbox One. And that's a Tuesday release. All right. The End is Nigh by Nichols Incorporated for the Switch, and that's a Tuesday release. The End is Nigh is a sprawling adventure platformer which a player takes control over Ash, one of the few things they have survived to the end of the world. These are all in quotes. Okay. Follow Ash as he flops his way through future of pain and suffering. Feel his stress levels rise as you throw him up into endless swarms of decaying mutant animal-like creatures and help his... Final epic quest to simply make a friend. All right. Out of pieces of people he finds along his journey. Wow. There you go, kids. Switch is really going dark on this one. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, look, we, 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 can, we can let loose a little bit, so let's go for it. Yes. All right. Um, there was one more movie, though, I for- we forgot to mention. Uh, is that- um, it's Detroit with... Um, um, John Bodega. Yes. It is the story of, um, well, they don't give you a synopsis. It's basically, um, it's a late sixties in Detroit. There's a riot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, he plays a cop, I think. And yeah. And it's about getting through the night. All right. That's, that's pretty much all I got. All right. <laughs> all right. So, uh, what else you got in video games or was that it? No, there's uh, one more. All right. Players Unknown Battlegrounds. It's a game pu- preview edition for the Xbox One digital it's a digital code by by Microsoft for the Xbox One, and that's a Tuesday release as well. Yes, this is a it's Player Unknown Battlegrounds, or is like kids like to call it PUBG, Ed. PUBG. PUBG. 
Um, what it is, it's a game that's actually been out for the PC since mm-hmm. March, apparently. And it has been downloaded, I think, close to 18 million um, people have already been playing it. Okay. It's, uh, here, here's the premise. It's online only, right? Mm-hmm. You and a hundred, you and 99 other people get dropped onto an island. And you actually have to, last man standing wins. Okay. All right? So you have to kind of, you now there's different strategies. You can find a spot to hide and wait till like you're the last man standing or, or wait till there's one person left and then pick them off. Or you just go on guns blaze. There's different ways to approach this. Okay. However, over the course of time, the map gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Ah. So, and if you're outside of the small area, you start to get hurt and wounded. So you have to make sure that you keep up with everybody as you shrink in. Now, I don't know if that matters if the if the map gets smaller as far as like because the body count's getting bigger, mm-hmm. or if it's just a timed event. Like I don't, I don't really know at the moment. I know right now it's um, on PC. It's coming on on Xbox. It's only a console exclusive for a year, and the next year it comes on the PS4. Okay, it's a thirty dollar game. You know, um, I think I might be thirty dollars invested if I had an Xbox One. Okay, you know, it looks like a lot of fun. I've seen people play it. Um, now apparently there is like a, a like a since the game's been out for a while. There is an unwritten, like, law that when it comes down to man-to-man, they only use frying pans. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, like apparently, like, uh, there is, you can pick up any kind of weapon and you can use it, whether mm. apparently the frying pan is one of the weapons. Okay. And you can find them or you can find guns, you can find explosives, you can shoot anything. There's nothing. The only restriction is, is you got to be the last man standing. So apparently, people have been playing this for so long that now it's become more of a like when it's when it's mano a mano. It's no, no, no snipers. No, it's it's you grab a frying pan, I grab a frying pan, and we hunt each other. You know, and whoever gets hit on the head first loses. Kind of thing. All right. You know, it's very. I'm like, really? That's because I heard that from somebody who has played it, and I'm like. Is it really an unwritten rule, or is it just something you and your friends do? He's like, no, every time I've, I've played the game and I watch to the end, everyone seems to be popping up with, like, a frying pan at the end. It's like this 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 thing they do. It's like, I'm like, well, I mean, that's okay. At least, clearly, it makes it fun. Yeah. You know, I'm like, all right, seems interesting. But imagine, like, you and 99 other people, and it's every man for himself. Ed, how do you think you'd survive? Oh, I'd be gone in the first <laughs> first 10 people. I'd, I'd be, be like, hey, what's this? Explosive, boom, I died. Shit. Yeah. Odds are I'd kill myself, like, right? Out of mistake or something like that. It looked like a lot of fun. I mean, I guess it's maybe it's, it's it'd be more fun if you had like friends, yeah. And then you know, you and your friends like start taking out everybody, and at the very end, when you have to clear off everybody, it's like every man for himself, ah! and start turning on each other like like Lord of the Flies. Yes. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, was that it for the? That is it for the releases of the week for video games. It's all the coming out this week. All right. So there you go, kids. If your last minute Christmas gift ideas, there you go. I mean, for thirty bucks, I mean, you can't. I would say my pick of the week for that one would be the Battle Battle um, PUBG. PUBG. Got to make sure I sound hip and cool. PUBG. <laughs> Yo. All right. Now so... you you've been playing a game, haven't you? Uh yes, well I, I've been playing uh, a couple games. Okay. Uh, but lately I've been playing uh, Destiny Two. Mm. I mean that's obviously I I picked that up in September, but this Tuesday was the first the expansion. Um, I want to it's has to do with Osiris, a guy who was lost in time. Mm. So you happen to find him and uh, shoot bad guys. 
and there's not much of a it's not like a deep plot it's basically like hey look how pretty this is you go back to you trying to travel through time killing people but it's not like hey it's earth of the 50s or earth, it's like venus of the past so it can look like anything yeah you know um, while you fight these time traveling robots <laughs> There's probably one guy. That's not accurate. That's not accurate. Uh, if this was Venus in this time, we're back before it's impossible with the radiation from the sun. It wouldn't look that pretty. <laughs> Dude, just shut up and shoot that robot thing coming at you. <laughs> no, you understand. That flower is not indigenous to the planet. Well, it's a, it, it's a game. Why does it matter? I, I can't play games that aren't scientifically accurate. So, but you play nothing? Yes. Like, there's nothing I can I do. love solitaire. <laughs> it's me versus everybody. Myself. <laughs> I sometimes Me do. and all my friends. Me. I, I lose a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Cards are better than me. But I cook the drawing because one day, because when I do win, it's so, so thrilling. <laughs> uh, all right, so what do you got in the news? I mean, I got nothing really for Destiny 2, and the expansion looks great. Um, I, I do, they did kind of get into a little bit of trouble as far mm. as um, the recall. They found out how that they were doing the leveling. Mm. Like, the more you played, the longer it took you to level up. Okay. Versus someone who, like, may not have played for a while, they level up quicker. Mm. It was real weird. I mean, I guess I guess I get why they're doing that. Like, if you're already waist deep, keep playing. Right. You know, I guess maybe psychologically, if you know, hey, I haven't played in a while, and look, I got this exotic gear. This is awesome. Makes you want to play more, and they can kind of then go, oh, he's playing more. Let's, let's let's lower that 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 experience level down a little bit, so that way he plays longer. Like you're trying to, it's kind of nefarious, I think, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I mean, having the day put it aside, I, and the, the leveling up stuff, I really didn't care. It was fun shooting stuff. Um, the it seems to be like the people at Bungie love Firefly. They have to. Okay. Because not only do they have Nathan Fillion playing the voice of Kate Six, but they also have um uh she really grabbed up the the cast. <laughs> if I'm gonna talk about this, I really should. <laughs> I, I really should. It would only be fair. <laughs> this guy. You know, the guy who played this person. Yeah, this guy. Okay, so they got Nathan Fillion playing what character? They have Gina Torres playing another character. Okay. Um, I think they have Alan Tudyk playing a character. But this, in this, um, in this iteration of the this expansion, you get another ghost, mm-hmm. and your your ghost is kind of like your companion. Mm-hmm. He kind of talks because your character doesn't really talk. Right. He's the silent hero, you might say. Right. Um, so what they do is they have the the, the your ghost kind of like think think BB-8 if he floated. And okay. talked. You know? right. um, well, your ghost gets possessed by Osiris's ghost, who's played by who's a woman voice, mm-hmm. played by um, Marina Bacarin. Those people who don't know the name, she played the she played Inara in Firefly, mm-hmm. and she also is in Deadpool. She plays uh, Wade's girlfriend. Yes, and she's also in Gotham. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, she's in Firefly. Nathan's in Firefly. Gina Torres is a Firefly. You know, I'm like, these guys are getting everybody from Firefly. Like, it's like, you know what? Let's get everybody together. Just, you know. Our own private reunion. Yeah, like, hey, I got to hang out on the set with everybody. You know, they were just talking. I'm like, all right. I'm, you know, the 
it's a short campaign. Mm. Like I, it took me a little while. Like, well, obviously, I think I finished it today. So, and it came out Tuesday, and I didn't play it for a couple days. So, it's a real quick campaign. But what it comes down to is like new gear, new loot, new missions. I'm like, all right, like now since I finished the storyline, I'm now on Venus. Yeah, Venus. Um, she's got it. Ooh, baby, she's got it. Uh, sorry. I'm your Venus. I'm your fire. Anyway, fight back to the 80s for a second. Um, so, so now, like after I finish the storyline, there's these um, like little mini quests that I can go on to help get. And at the end, I get like a cool gear or something. So I'm like, ooh, I get to do that now! Yay! Um, it's it's Destiny too. It's it hasn't changed except yeah. you know it's it's still fun. I I'm almost finished Assassin's Creed. Um, I think. Every time I every time I think I'm almost finished it, something else happens. I'm like, well, maybe I'm not finished. Uh, let's see. Um, phone games. Well, I, was, I was outside. I was playing one. Homescapes. <laughs> All right, we have to go. We have no, to go. We don't, we don't. Let's go that we're not doing. We're not doing phone app games. Here's my review on Pocket Mortys. You know, it's Rick and Morty. For Rick and Morty fans, it's like them taking a Pokemon game where you have to collect Mortys. Yeah. <laughs> We're in that, Morty. <laughs> All right, Morty, I'm just going to put this on you. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on a Rick. <laughs> All right, so uh, what's... Hi, with- Rick. I don't think that's a good idea, Rick. <laughs> what's going on in the news today? Let's start with Star Trek. Something we haven't talked about in a long, long time, I think. I, I feels like a long time since we talked about Star Trek. Sure. Yeah. I mean, everyone talks... Everyone's busy talking about Star Wars, but go ahead. Yeah, so... This was probably the only odd, because I think most of my thing is Star Wars related. Since there was a lot of Star Wars articles that came out this week because of the movie coming right. out next week. But let's start with Star Trek, and then we'll move into that. We'll move to other things as well. But uh, anyway, um, what would you think the last director I, – I, to me, it was like the last director picked to direct and the next Star Trek movie would be? I've I've seen this article. I in fact I pulled this article in case you weren't going to talk about it. Okay, so you might as well just throw it out there. It's Quentin Tarantino. Yes, and I was kind of like, wait, 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 <laughs> like I was just stunned. I, I really was. I was just totally stunned. And apparently, he's into Star Trek. I didn't know this. Uh, you know, like he's old, not wait, wait, he's on. not a huge fan. I'm I not think, saying I think he's old Trek a fan. Well, no, he likes Next Generation oh, because okay. this article talks about a Next oh. Generation episode. All right. So, so, uh, but he apparently hasn't watched them all. But he's like, he's, I, I guess he's a really an OG Star Trek guy. But he's watched other Star Trek things. Like, he, he dabbles in Trek. That's right. Okay. I don't think he's a huge, huge fan, but he knows the series and he's he's a fan of. It. He's not like you know uber nerd. You're not going to see him in a Star Trek. Him walking around. You know what? I. I love the old, which captain's my favorite Picard's best. You're not going to hear that come from Quentin Tarantino. No. All right. So apparently, though, the, we're going to have to go back, though, to a 2015 episode a podcast of The Nerdist. Okay. okay. Which Quentin Tarantino paired as a guest, uh, promoting his back then, his movie, The Hateful Eight. And as the conversation was going on, he was talking about Star Trek. And he expressed... Um, you know, interest in directing, and apparently it's happening. It's not like I'm like I'm reading this story, and then more stories were like popping up, right? Yeah, okay. you know, like kind of thing. So, like this was the first story I read, but like this was to me more intriguing than the other ones because I'll get into those ones briefly, to, you know, to, to give you All an right. idea. But the fact is, is that he was saying, you know, uh, 
if he took direction of, of Star Trek, you know, he says the actual answer would be a question of he would be inclined to do it, um, you know, that rather than Star Wars, because, you know, he has now a hate for Star Wars because of what happened to him with the hateful eight. I don't know. You don't remember? Oh, that's right, 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 yes. right, right. He couldn't get the, the theaters he wanted to get to in California because of Star yeah, Trek coming yeah, out at the same time. Yeah. yeah, Star Wars came out at the same time. So, uh, you know, he he liked he liked what uh, he liked what um, the J. James A. two thousand nine reboot. He liked that one. Okay. He didn't like Into Darkness. He wasn't he wasn't a big fan of uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch being Khan. All right. I yeah, mean, well, everybody's well, got their opinion. Quentin, he's uh, a purist of anything. Yes. But the fact that he knows about Khan, you know, all right. Okay. So he was thinking of the movie version he was going to do was called, it was an episode of Star Trek, which says Yesterday's Enterprise. Okay. He was thinking of. And uh, he was, you know, he he's, he, it was a Next Generation episode. And the people who don't know the episode. All right. I know the episode really well. Okay, you want to explain it then? Uh, do you know it? Well, I'm going to read oh, off okay, this, the, the, the thing. So. Uh, basically, it was um, uh, Patrick Stewart and crew uh, are in the Enterprise D and investigating a timescape and comes out the Enterprise C. Right. And at this point, it changes the timeline altogether, and they're in war with Klingon for the Klingon pirate for years. They're, they're, they're now battling right. Federation versus Klingon. And, of course, the only one that doesn't realize that the only one that realizes there's a problem with the timeline is Guinan, who was played by... Um, Whoopi Goldberg. Thank you, Whoopi Goldberg. So she comes, she goes to uh, Picard to let him know that there's something wrong, and that she should they should send the Enterprise C back into the reality that they were in, the time spot that they were in. And of course, uh, the the character who was played by uh, Denise Crosby, which was uh, Tasha Yar, she goes back with the Enterprise C right. to give them a funny okay. chance. You got to give them a little backstory because okay. Tasha Yar was the security uh, captain on the Enterprise right. who got chief, killed, yeah. security chief who got killed off in the season one. Mm-hmm. So she, for whatever reason, when Enterprise C comes through this time hole, you might yeah. say. This rip in time, she miraculously appears again because the timeline has been changed so that she never died in season one. Yes. She is now alive and well, and I think she's in love, she's engaged, or she's she's having a romance with somebody. I don't remember who. Possibly. I don't remember. Anyway, the idea though is Guinan goes to Picard saying, Hey, you know, basically with Guinan, you know, when Tasha Yar comes over to talk to Guinan, Guinan's like, I don't I don't know who you are. You, you're not supposed to be here. Something's really wrong. And that, you know, gets Tasha Yar all upset. Guinan goes to Picard saying, something's wrong with this timeline. You need to send C back to where they came from mm-hmm. because if they don't go back, then they're the reason why, you know, because according to all history book, C was destroyed. Yes. But no one knew where, when, how, or whatnot. So they have to stay, try to send the sea back, but then the Klingons come and attack. And Tasha goes, who now finally feels like she doesn't belong for whatever reason. You might say it's like a, a sixth sense of hers. And yes. plus Guinan breathing over her shoulder going, you're, you're dead. I know you're dead. I've, 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 I've been to your funeral kind of thing. I know this is wrong. She goes on the sea to help them because their security chief got, or their weapons expert got killed. Mm-hmm. So she goes over to help the enterprise D fight off this Klingon thing as they go back in time and then sets everything right. Yes. And then, you know, but the only person who knows that in the entire episode is Guinan. Yes. 
you know, there. There's the whole episode in a nutshell. Right. All right. So that's the that's that, the episode that Quentin Tarantino likes. Yes, and that and that's kind of the premise. Like that kind of idea is what he really wants to do in the if he was to direct the Star Trek Four. Now, apparently, it's if Quentin Tarantino will be the next director. Apparently, but based off of Deadline News here, I'm going to post this as well as well. But apparently, it's going to be rated R. Is <laughs> well, okay. Let's let's. Uh... All right. Okay, so so after deadline this week re- revealed that Quentin that Quentin Tarantino pitched a Star Trek film to J.J. Abrams and Paramount, the whole thing was moving at warp speed. Tarantino met for a few hours in writers' room with Mark L. Smith, Lindsay Beard, and Drew Pierce, or Drew Pierce and Megan Amram. Uh, I probably butchered that one. I'm sorry, Aunt Margaret, Megan, whoever you are. <laughs> they kick around ideas. For one of them, and they were to get the job. I'm hearing that the front letter is Smith, who wrote The Revenant. The film will be most certainly uh, to certainly go where no Star Trek movie has gone before. Tarantino Tarantino is required to have to be an R-rated, and Paramount and Abrams agreed to the condition. Most of mega budget <laughs> tent poles restricted from the PG-13 rating in effort to maximize audience. And that was the reason why Guillermo Toro's $150 million at, Mount, at the Mountains of Madness didn't go forward at Universal. So that's, okay, that's, that's, yeah, you kind of mumbled your way through right. that last part. It's got something to do with Guillermo del Toro doing a movie, and, yeah. and they wanted it PG-13, yeah. and he wanted it to be rated R, so... Paramount said no, and that's why it never went anywhere. That's got nothing to do with Quentin Tarantino. Right. Tarantino said basically, look, I want to do a start. Jumped into that, I just jumped into that in that right. sentence in the so, like, midstream, so I do apologize. Quentin basically said, like, look, I got an idea for a Star Trek movie, but I and I want to direct it, but the only problem is it's got to be rated R. Right. And JJ and Paramount were both like, yeah, sure, okay, sure, why not? Okay. Sure, why not? Um, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, you got anything else to add to this? No. Oh, okay. That was pretty much it. I so what do you think? Like, do you think that's a good idea for to let uh... uh well see I saw it and I was like, really? I was very interested. Okay. Um, because I like Quentin Tarantino as yeah, a director. Right. I mean um, I like his films, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm a Quentin Tarantino fan. He, here's here's the one thing that it did he say he was gonna write and direct it? No, he's that was the those writers were there he was who was so he wants to direct it, but he wants someone else to write, write it. it. Yes. Okay. Only reason why I'm saying is because Quentin says he has two movies left in him. Right. And I'm like, well, it's the same that the, the, he's working on one right now. Yeah, he's the, working on that's, the Manson. That's why it's that's a thing. It's, it's right. It's the Manson family with Margot Robbie. Yes. Yeah. That, that's that's common knowledge. I was mentioned a couple weeks ago that he after the Weinstein thing, he didn't know where the home was, and the home for the new Manson project that he's working on is going to be at Sony Pictures. Mm-hmm. So. And that's and Margot Robbie's going to be in it, and that's what he's working on now. Now, I guess was, I mean a director gig's a director gig, so I mean I would be more inclined to want to see Quentin write a Star Trek to see if he's going to write one. Might as well direct if he's going to direct it. Might as well write it. But I I I don't I don't see him being a, not a writer having a writing credit on this film. Okay, I really do. Well, see, the reason why my reason why I'm bringing this up only because, like you say, if he says he has ten films in him, two left, I I don't want one of them to be a Star Trek movie. <laughs> I want him to do his own stuff. Like I don't want it to be like, hey, number nine is a remake of an episode of a Star Trek episode that everyone kind of liked. You know, like I mean, or if you're a Trekkie fan, it was a really good episode. Yeah, but 
I have I have problems with that particular episode because I don't know if you have a follow up article that I saw. No, I don't not. Would you like me to bring it now? Sure. Okay. That article is that Patrick Stewart said he would gladly come back as Picard if it was in that R-rated Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> All right? Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll get the exact article up because I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me, okay? Because <clears throat> I wasn't sure if you were going to pull this because sometimes you let you, you, you miss an article. Well, I see, there were so many other articles I was because I was, I was just getting Star, Star Wars thrown at me over and over again. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'll put this one up, put this one in. I could want to talk about this, want to talk about. But then it was like this one like was the first thing I saw on Monday. And I was just like, you got to be shit me. Like, like this is like because I'm like, I can you see it like warp speed, motherfucker? <laughs> well, OK, I don't think it's going to be like that. I think that Quentin, you can have an R-rated movie without the language. Yeah, it'll have to be very violent. And because let's face it. Quentin's, I think, focus on that episode isn't about the Enterprise or the Enterprise C. I think he's more interested in the idea of the war. Yeah. So in order to portray that war the best way Quentin knows how, it would have to be an R-rated movie just for that sequence alone. Yeah. So I don't think you're going to hear, number one, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> which is which is your Enterprise? The one that shows bad motherfucker on it. Like, you're not going to, you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see. That. I'm sorry. I would love to see that kind of movie, especially Patrick Stewart going like you know, good, like has to. <laughs> Number one, fuck off. Like, let's fucking kill that Klingon son of a bitch. Like, I just. Well, here's the article I saw. Is it Patrick Stewart wants to star in Quentin Tarantino's R-rated Star Trek movie? All right. So according to, the, to this article in Digital Spy, Sir Patrick Stewart, because he's a sir now, yeah. um, is anxious to pull his Starfleet captain costume out of the, co- the closet if Quentin Tarantino does make does take the helm of the next Star Trek sequel. Uh, the 77-year-old actor who played the Enterprise captain, Jean-Luc Picard, um, and several spinoff films, reported responded to Friday's report that Tarantino is working with J.J. Abrams on an R-rated take on the franchise. Speaking to the Hollywood reporter, he teased, people are always saying to me, will you be Jean-Luc Picard again? And I cannot think that would be possible, but if there is a way in which something like that might come about. He said, one of my dreams is to work with Tarantino. I admire his work so much, and to be in a Tarantino film would give me so much satisfaction. So if he's going to direct something to do with Star Trek, and there was the possibility of dear old Jean-Luc showing up again and doing that for Mr. Tarantino, I would embrace it. He also specified that he'd particularly be interested in such a project because he's always found Tarantino famously stylish and violent movies to be challenging. Uh, there's always demands. They always demand your attention, always demands a very kind of, of open and generous response to what he does. I also love his sense of humor as a filmmaker. So yes, he would be my first choice. All right. Um, <clears throat> Now, <laughs> I okay here. I, I'm I have mixed emotions about it. Okay, okay. First, I like Tarantino as a, a director. I yeah. like him as a writer. Yeah, uh, True Romance is a great movie. Great film. I can see him, you know, doing a strike. You know what? He was a fan of CSI. He wrote and directed an episode of CSI. You know, the the original CSI, yeah. the OG, the OG guy. So, sure, why not? Now I have my problems are is well, 
Is it going to be in the current genre of Star Trek characters? Yeah, with Chris Pine and with Zachary, Chris Pine and all this. So, like, are they going to be in? Let's say. Okay, you know what? Here's a way to do it. <laughs> all right. Now, take this for a grain of salt. You're you're because you're working with a multiple different dimensions. Yes. And that can get kind of confusing because remember, this Star Trek is a reboot, kinda. Yeah. Because when 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 Spock goes gets trapped in time, goes back in time, he kind of alters a timeline so that the original Leonard Nimoy Spock and the uh, Zachary Quinto Spock exist in the same universe but in parallel worlds. Right. All right. So that that brilliantly was able to kind of not to create your own canon while still keeping the other canon intact. Yes. So Star Trek fans didn't have any torches and try to kill J.J. Abrams. Right. Like all that history, because then if you ruin that original Star Trek continuity, you'd pretty much break down all of Star Trek. Yes. You know? Yes. So J.J. found a very smart way to kind of go, so I don't get murdered in my sleep. I'm going to have to create a whole parallel universe right. where the, all this is possible and not fuck get people pissed off that I ruined anything in the past. So here it is. And I think it worked. Right. The second one I enjoyed. Eh, you know what? Yeah. By Benedict Cumberbatch being con, whatever, you know, I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. I liked the third one a lot. Yeah. Now here's my problem. Which aspect is he going to take this from? Like, uh, in my head, it only works if this current Enterprise crew gets propelled into the future. That's well. That's that's the thing. I think that's why it's like the yesterday's Enterprise episode is kind of like the inspiration. I don't think it's going to be a direct ripoff of this <laughs> this show. You know, like this episode of of Star Trek. I think that's the like the whole time traveling aspect where you're going to have Picard come back into the past or the Enterprise go into the future. And now you're going to have Picard as like a seasoned, you know, captain. Of course, you know, of course he is now at this point. But, you know. Well, yeah, but you can do anything with him because he's in an alternate timeline. So it could be, here's my thing. Is it going to be um, Roddenberry's timeline or is it going to be J.J. Abrams' timeline? Because <laughs> another I, alternate Another alternate, alternate timeline line. where it's now 400 years in the future that our enterprise gets propelled 400 years in the future for whatever reason. Yeah. And then they have to deal with the Enterprise D captained by a 77-year-old Patrick Stewart, Jean-Luc Picard. Why not get the whole gang back together at that point? Sure. Like, you know what? Like, why not? And then see what they would be like in an alternate timeline. Not like they're really doing anything. I, well, I mean, they're well, doing stints on Big Bang Theory. Yeah, but Jonathan Frakes is a big-time director now. He does a lot of TV. I mean, okay. I'm sure he'd be like, oh, I'll, I'll put the beer back sure. on again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, why not? Um, I, I think that like that would be kind of interesting to see where J.J. or where these writers would think that now since this timeline has been altered to have... Or, you know, they could write Jonathan Frakes off the thing because, you know, he's a I mean, futuristic it, it, one. He could be another. Now he got a captain assignment and another Right, ship. or he could have died. It could have been him, maybe, not Tasha Yar. Yeah. Like, it could be anything because it's just, it's the future. Or maybe Jean-Luc Picard has a completely different crew in this. Yes. And, and, and you know, there is no data. There is no wharf because maybe that the war that's happening oh, now. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. 
Like who's playing Worf? I'm sorry, I forget his name. That uh, Michael, Michael Dorn. Michael Dorn. He's dying to play Worf. He's he wants to put that ass thing on his head again and and be a Klingon I, again. I, I I you know I think he'd be like sign me up. I'm in. I just don't know because I'm like, well, what? I'm 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 like it's one of those things. Like okay, I'm intrigued. Like where where are you going with this? Because are you going to do it with? The current enterprise, that they get stuck into a, like their own timeline? Like, is it going to be like a mirrored universe <laughs> where, you know, Spock's got to be a goatee? Yeah. Like, you know, like that warristic <laughs> world that was a mirror, mirror in the OG Star Wars, Star Trek. <laughs> or, like, there's, you're, like, look, you got away with it once to be able to kind of go, okay, whole new timeline, whole new parallel dimension, if you think about it, actually works. I'm an OG Star Trek fan as well, so I'm like, all right, I can have you can kind of have your cake and eat it too with this Star Trek crew and the old one. Yeah, but now you want to throw in the next generation, maybe? Like, I I don't know. I think you're tempting fate. Sooner or later, it's all going to collapse into itself. I think. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. <clears throat> it's either I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to say this: it's either the most colossal movie ever made, or it's going to be the worst piece of shit. The room's going to look like a better movie than this one. I, I see. The problem is, is that I think that, um, like, I think Paramount and JJ are allowing Quentin Tarantino to have this quote unquote R rating because of it's Quentin. Yeah. I don't think at this point, Paramount's got anything to lose because Star Trek makes money. And, Unfortunately, I think it's a byproduct of the Deadpool and Logan movies. Yeah. I think they went, look, these movies were R-rated and they still had, they made a shit ton of money. Why not make an R-rated Star Trek movie to see how much there's, they, it's got to work. I don't know, because again, it'd probably be more the the violence of war, not like Picard going, where's my fucking, get me to the fucking transporter. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That would be awesome. I mean, I know I'm trying. My life would be sounding sarcastic, but I mean, that would. I mean, I would be so stunned to see him do that, and it'd be like, like Picard just dropped the f bomb, just just constantly cursing, you know, like <laughs> yeah, constantly him, cursing. Him and him and him and and uh, him and number one are in the ready room, and they're just arguing about like what they have to do, and they're fuck this, fuck that, you know, they don't believe the shit. Those that... fucking Klingons killed my fucking family. I want them fucking dead. Now! Yes. Don't tell me you were not gonna fucking do it, number one. You're number one. You listen to me, you fucking son of a bitch. I'm telling you, we're gonna take this goddamn enterprise and shove it right down their motherfucking throats. But we're in peace. We're in fucking peace now, with the Klingons. You fucking fuck want to fuck you. this. Make it so, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Make it so, motherfucker. It's I just God, it's gonna be great. Come on. Not a single... Especially Picard, especially Sir Patrick Stewart spewing this out. Oh, it's, uh, not, it's not gonna be like that. Oh, it's gonna be Don't destroy my dream. I, I, I mean there may be be like a you know, like, oh, he shot the bow. They, they caught our engines are down. Motherfucker. Yeah. You know, set phasers to kick some ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 
I just don't. It's kind of awesome. To boldly go where no motherfucker has gone before. Yes. You know? I am so in. Take Star my money motherfucking now. Trek. <laughs> brought to you by Quentin motherfucking Tarantino. <laughs> hey, you know? That's awesome. And instead of Jonathan Frakes being number one and Samuel L. Jackson, because he's in all in Tarantino's <laughs> movie. Movies. You know? That's right. Captain, we can't fucking do this. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, get the fuck out of my chair. <laughs> like, fuck you, Captain. No, fuck you. <laughs> I just... Oh, I'm sorry. Did I stutter? <laughs> like... Did I motherfucking stutter? God damn, motherfuckers. You know who I am? I am Jean-Luc motherfucking Picard. This is my fucking ship. Don't you ever fucking forget it. Now get your fucking ass in that seat. Set the phasers to fucking murder them. And let's fucking go now. Make it fucking so. But sir, did I fucking stutter? I said, fire, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm so glad we had that, that warning at the beginning of the show. <laughs> no language, no content. That's, you know. Oh. And in the background, there's like John Travolta, like, Dancing, <laughs> like, because hey. you know there's gonna be like some '70s song or something. Oh yeah, sure. And, you know, like, 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 like stuck in the middle I'm, of you. With I'm just the... already pulling that one up. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Oh. There's a ad, of course. Of course. La, 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 la. Number one, get my fucking ship. <laughs> I said fire. <laughs> Captain, the nacelle engines have blown. Let's fucking shoot these motherfuckers. The odds of surviving this. Shut the fuck up, Dana. I'm captaining here. <laughs> Right. Shields are down, twenty-seven percent. I don't care. Set phasers to fuck them up. Get my get my fucking photon torpedoes, and we're gonna shove it right down their fucking throats. We were gonna go out in a blaze of fucking glory, cause that's what the Federation does. Captain, I recommend we retreat. I recommend you shut your fucking pie hole. <laughs> Oh, fucking all right. Yeah. <laughs> Explosions and quit. All of a sudden, you see we call John DeVolta to look around real confused. Like, what? Am, am I supposed to even be here? And then his ship gets exploded up. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's a cameo as a captain on another ship. What? I said, fire. What? what what's going on? What? Huh? We fucking got him. Now let's go after that big ship. Oh, wait. The fucking Borg decided to show up? Let's fuck them up, too. I'm going to I'm gonna shoot them so fucking hard. You will be assimilated. Assimilate this, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm going to knock you back so fucking far in time that you're going to be a basic program. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm going to hit you so yeah. hard, your mama's going to say, ouch. <laughs> Can you dig that, motherfuckers? <laughs> Michael Manson's on the guy. Um, he's the Klingon. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do, but uh, we're, we're going to kill you anyway. Let's have a cigarette. Let's have a cigarette. Like, I say we fire him. <laughs> Let's show these people how we do things downtown. <laughs> Samuel Jackson in the background just he's an admiral. Kill those motherfuckers. <laughs> Who let the Vader in? Let's <laughs> kill that motherfucker too. <laughs> we'll show him how we handle the force in the Federation. <laughs> Number one. Engage that photon torpedo right up that ass. <laughs> that motherfucking ass. Which photon torpedo? The one that says bad motherfucker on it. What do you think, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> Enterprise MF. <laughs> uh, I think on that note, we should call it a night. I am sold. Sold. And yes, we'll call it a night. All right. Well, thanks for listening, folks. If you've been, you've been listening to Geeksters Live here on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and TuneIn. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. All right, don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters. Um, and don't forget, if you want to catch the show live, you can usually, normally on Sunday nights, starting around 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and TuneIn. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. But if you want to hear the rebroadcast of this show or past shows, you can go to our website, wordswithgeeks.com, or go to the About section on our Facebook page and find all the places you can download besides Twitter, or not Twitter, besides, <laughs> besides iTunes, Google Play, and that's pretty much it. So, I mean, but there's other places you can download it. You can go to the, both the about sections of both our website and the Facebook page to find out where. And, of course, if you want to contact Ed about anything, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye! And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. All right. So, Ed, what did you bring for bonus? Well, I have three articles. I'll read the titles. Okay. And then you pick which one you want to, you want to talk about. We have uh, Marvel's Kevin Feige reportedly really wants Fox's X-Men properties. <laughs> or Justice League may get an extended cut, but probably not when one fans are hoping. All right. Uh, you know what? Just those two. One of those two, because the other, they're the, <laughs> they're the two. They're, you know, because the other ones are kind of stupid. So, you know. <laughs> All right, let's do the Justice League one. Justice League. All yeah. Right, here we go. Yeah, because I'm kind of curious about this one. You know, as, as you know, like like what what just look, Warner Brothers has been doing with their DC products is they're giving us extended cuts to kind of like uh, like when, here, it, judge for yourself. Self, right. Sorry, we fucked up in the editing. Here's here's the whole movie, so you can make your own judgments. Now, the problem is, um, before you get into the article, here's the problem. And yeah. I'm sure the article will probably give us the answer. Yeah. People say that they want to see Zack Snyder's cut. Now, I heard what was missing from, from this movie that was in the Zack Snyder's cut. Mm-hmm. Sounded like a pretty decent movie. Yes. Um, and other people going, well, what, did, uh, what else did Josh do? Because maybe Josh, because it seems to be like a lot of the executives in control seem to have... Uh, 
put their fingers in it again. Mm. So why not let's let's give Joss Whedon his opportunity to have his director's cut. So which one is it? <laughs> well, you, you're right. And there was a petition going out, actually. Yes. People were signing this for the exact Snyder cut of the movie because apparently it was a finished cut that they had. It, it was almost a finished cut from, when I, from the article... Well, no. Apparently, he was he was done with it. it was, yeah, but there's still, I think, some final editing. You yeah, know, and just, and some some special effects that need to get done. So apparently, that's not the cut we're going to get. Oh, so yes, yeah, so a lot of the fans are are disappointed, you know, type of thing. And they since they spent so much money with Josh Whedon's and the reshoots, and the tonal changes, they figure that they have to go with the extended cut with <sighs> Josh Whedon as the director of it, of course. Uh, Mario F. Uh, Rubles at IMMFR is a tweeter. This is a twit. Right. A twit. A he's, he's a twit, probably. A twit. Uh, he went on Twitter and he says, for the home release of hashtag Justice League, Warner Brothers is mulling over packing it as a hashtag Superman trilogy alongside MOS and BVS. And here's the kicker. It will be include the extended cut of the Justice League. But... It's an extended version with the theatrical cut, not Snyder's cut. It's basically it's it, they're they're just telling you straight out, <sighs> straight out saying it's an extended cut of the theatrical right. version. And this tweet was put out on nine twelve p.m. on December fifth, twenty seventeen. <laughs> and of course, a lot of people were kind of disappointed because flipping tables, motherfuckers. Well, apparently, a lot of things were cut. And just, of course, Aquaman. There was a lot of there was a bigger scene for Aquaman. There, yeah, bigger big, scene with Aquaman, which brought in had Willem Dafoe in it yes. because he's in the Aquaman movie. Right. Of course, the stuff with Iris West and Flash. Mm -hmm. But you know, they cut her stuff out because they're thinking about recasting Iris West for the Flash movie. Yes. Um, there's also um, more of a more of a better reason why Steppenwolf was actually doing what he was doing was because of mm -hmm. his mother supposedly was trapped in the mother in those mother boxes mm -hmm. and that um you see dark side apparently yes. in in Zack's version mm -hmm. because remember keep in mind that Justice League was supposed to be a two-parter right so apparently it ended with um from what I was listening to it ended with Darkseid saying, "There, the I want to I want to meet this Kryptonian face to face, and that's yeah. kind of how it was going to end." So, <sighs> yes, so that's pretty much that's that's it in a nutshell. You know, they, of course, a lot of people were surprised. Amber Heard's Mira made it in from Atlantis. You know, if we right. the Aquaman thing, but they, yeah, basically, like they, they, I think probably there was more of that that was supposed to be in the film with her in it, but we're not getting that, obviously. Hey, you know, they'll probably throw them in as deleted scenes. Like you'll get the extended cut of Joss's film, mm. and then it'll be like, and here's deleted scenes. So you'll see the stuff that might have been in the trailer. Like there's also the scene too where like apparently Superman goes to Alfred because Batman's got the suit, and that's where you know Alfred says, "Well, I hope I hope you you get there in time," kind of thing. So right. he is actually talking to Superman because he's there to get his suit, right? Which, uh, all right, whatever. I, it's, I don't know. I, it's a, it's a, it really is. It's a choice of the coin because basically, like, do we really want the Zack Snyder <coughs> cut? Like, I mean, I know a lot of fanboys do. They want to see what Zack Snyder's vision was. And then sure. so they could just fix whatever little problems that weren't finished with his cut. And just, you know, there you go. There's, you want him to throw more money at a, at a movie that didn't make enough money? <laughs> Like that's the kind of thing. It's like, at what point do you fan service people? Like, 
apparently the the ones that people saw of Zach's version of the film, um, Steppenwolf wasn't fully rendered. Neither was Dark Side, so mm-hmm. it was a lot of like, hey, remember um, when the bootleg version of the first Hulk movie came out? I don't know if you ever saw it. It was Hulk. You saw it was it was Ang Lee's Hulk, and mm-hmm. you got to see Hulk, but he was kind of blocky and green because yes. he didn't finish it yes. all out. Yes, it kind of looks like that. Now okay. I don't know if I'd want to pay for that. You know that that version of the movie. Like if you're going, I'm fully 100. percent You know, go back in. Finish out the the rendering and stuff like that. Like, hopefully, there's somebody doing a little pet project on. I really want to finish his movie. This is what, what it should look like. And then, hey guys, I hear you're doing the DVD. Guess what I did on my own time, right? You know, with my own money or not my own money, but just on my own time. So no one paid me, and I finished. I finished the the the, the CGI stuff. So here it is. You're welcome. Yeah. But the thing is, is that like they are spending money on this because they're they're going to put those scenes in, so that has sure. to be an est- editing process that has to cost money. Now, I mean, granted, the CGI effects probably will cost way more money, so right. that like makes more sense why they're not going to do that <coughs> version of it. But the reality of it is, is like I'm I'm kind of curious to see what the Zack Snyder version would have been like, and you know, like how different would have been, how developed the characters would have been in the movie, those kind of. And, you know, questions like to like it's like I know it's going to be not as good. Well, see, that, you know? that's the problem I have with the whole thing. It's it's the all right. Well, what if Zack Snyder's version sucks? Like everyone's like, well, this scene sounds cool, and this scene's yeah, but so that a lot of scenes, a lot of scenes of Batman v Superman, a lot of scenes of Man of Steel were cool, mm-hmm. but not necessarily good for the movie. Right? Was you it know, a whole because he cohesive story? To use, so it's kind of hard to go. Well, it, it needed something, like, right? Like apparently, also in the, in in Zach's version, you saw Deathstroke break out Lex Luthor. Mm. So it's like, okay, that would have been kind of cool to see, but not necessarily needed for that movie, especially if you're doing like the bumper at the end, mm-hmm. you know, because it was still there, you know, even at, in Zach's version, right? You know, so it's like, <sighs> what if the movie sucked? Like you have. Oh, I thought it, I think it's going to be terrible. I'd be, I'd be honest with you. I don't think. But see, but that's the problem. I, see, that's the thing I have is like, what if? Okay, you give people what they want, and okay, here's his act. Now, people love Batman v Superman. I thought it was meh. You mm-hmm. know, Man of Steel. I thought was meh. Yeah. So chances are, I would have felt that Justice League probably would have been meh as well. Right. So, I, like, there's people who are Zack Snyder can do no wrong. But there's also the camp of Joss Whedon could do no wrong either. Right. So you got these two guys. Two and, entities fighting each other. Right. Over some, over comic book characters, like a movie that should have made billions of dollars but didn't because there are people who were like, fool me once, shame on you. Like, like out of all the movies DC's put out, the only real decent one, in my opinion, is Wonder Woman. Yes. You know? <clears throat> so I kind of feel like if, you know what, I'll watch Zack's version. I got no problem. I'll buy it if it's a finished product, you know, and I'll I'll watch it and go and formulate my own opinion. I like the version I saw in theaters. You know what they should do is they should start like a a, a campaign, a um um like a GoFundMe campaign, right? And have the a fans, Kickstarter, yeah. Kickstarter program where <coughs> they want the finished cut of Zack yeah. Snyder. Put your Let, money where your mouth is. Exactly. So if you're signing this petition because you want it. Put your money where your mouth is, and 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 say, hey, you know what? Let's start a GoFundMe campaign. Yeah. Warner Brothers can't turn you down, right? I think if they go, you know what? We got you know 
$250 million or whatever. <laughs> it's going to be expensive, kids. It's really right. is. It's not, I, mean, I'll, I think $250 Here, Here's a hundred bucks. Finish that fucking digital. Get rid of the mustache. <laughs> or go back in. Here's a hundred dollars. Go fi- fix that uh, CGI mustache. <laughs> Put it back in. Yeah. <laughs> or you know what? Add a beard. <laughs> yes. Like, how about that? Why don't you just. Yeah, you because could, you know, like when people die, they, they, their hair still grows. grows and their nails, and also yeah, like, he's not a clean. I mean, okay, I wouldn't want to see the long. Like, the, I mean, give him long hair, give him the beard, keep his hands away though, because I don't want to see scraggly long nails like the real oh, long. I want to cr- see that, like, <laughs> like almost a zombified Superman. I just, you know, give him the long hair, give him keep the beard, keep the mustache, you know, just or or fill it out a little bit more because again, like you're right, when people die, their hair still grows. It's the yeah. last thing that goes. So, why not? It would work. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, there'd be a montage of him shaving because I'm kind of curious. Like, does he with a mirror with like a laser trying to shave his face? <laughs> like, what razor works? <laughs> I was say, I think somebody brought that up. It was like, how does how does Superman shave? And that's like he, he uses his heat vision and it shoots, his, right. bounces off a mirror and he cuts his yeah. hair. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I get you know they'll probably put it out in May. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the whole world is waiting, bated breath for the Infinity War, and they go. By the way, here's our movie. Remember. <laughs> Of course, you've also got Solo coming out that that same month. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah, so that's... Fuck. they'll be you know they'll be smart. Do it in March. Yeah, March or April. Like, just, just do it like two weeks before the, the yeah movie. before it, it, it before May. Yeah, get it done out of the way. Like let's see, it came out November, November, December, December, January, January, February. So it might actually come out in March because if they're yeah. gonna do like the three months, like a lot of movies wait three months before it hit video. So mm-hmm. it'll be March of 2018 here in the states. Yes. <sighs> I, I, are, are we going to watch the extended cut if it comes out? Yeah, okay. I, who's who, whichever version? I mean, I'm it's I'm it's going to be bought because I'm a sucker. Oh yeah, I mean, it's part of my collection. Yeah, you know, every other one is the, why not this one? You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, like you know, I know Stacy when she looks in the S's, she doesn't see Suicide Squad. It doesn't that movie does not exist, but it's sitting on my shelf. Yes, like. You know, I don't know if I'm actually going willfully go, ooh, look, Suicide Squad, let me watch that tonight. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Justice League, I, it, it deserves a place on the mantle of, of the rest of my superheroes. I'm, I'm the guy who has, what do you call it, fucking, uh, um, all the Spider-Mans. Yes. Have all the Batmans. Mm-hmm. Like, the good ones, bad ones, it doesn't matter, because I'm like, hey. Right. <laughs> it's like a, yeah, I own all the Batmans. I own every everyone, even the thirties and forties yeah. Batmans. I have them. And it's just like whatever. It's just part of the collection here. You know, it's another Batman movie you're gonna throw in there, you know. But I mean I think this is I think this is worth worth a rewatch because I don't sure. think I don't think this was a terrible movie. I, I just think there's a lot of potholes, but you know, it wasn't like I mean like I mean versus Batman v Superman, this is a lot better. Oh you know? yeah. You know, so you have to look at it that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, kids. We're going to call it a night. Thanks for listening. Um, you've been listening to Geeksters here in your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but be sure to listen to us on Sunday nights. What time is that, Sean? 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and TuneIn. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. And, of course, if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard, but you also want to go to Facebook. Well, go to our first, Facebook page give first. Give us a like, you know, because yeah. you mean, you know, we're nice guys. Go to Facebook. It's Geeksters. You should know it by now. 
And if you don't but know, two hundred and sixty-nine episodes in. If you haven't gone to Facebook yet to give us a like, and you've listened to every single episode. You kind of owe us one. Yes. You know, that's all we're asking. If we're entertaining you this long or even annoying you this long, we're deserving like either way. I yeah. feel like there's got to be some reason why you keep coming back. I mean, I don't know if it's what it is, but hopefully it's enjoyment. But uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. That's right. And of course, finally, if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard on the show, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. See you next week. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.